Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today on the show, I am joined by a special guest, Zarina Stanek of Seros. Zarina, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. So, uh, Zarina, you are the director of events at Seros, and I wanted you to kind of share with us what does your daily routine look like and what is the Seros platform? Actually, we are a couple more hats. Um, as of recent, with virtual, with in real life events kind of going away, um, I've taken on some of our customer marketing efforts as well as our PR and brand marketing efforts. Um, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Seros is a design platform that enables companies uh, to create interactive, immersive experiences really easily. So it's a um, cloud-based computer software that uh, designers can and marketers log into to create really cool experiences. Yeah, I love that. I was uh, actually on the Seros website just kind of playing around before we got on, and you guys have some serious eye candy uh on your site when it comes to just some of the things that creators can do with your platform but today what i wanted to do you guys have really um you know over the last five years what i've what i've learned about your company is that you've really evolved in what i would describe and i think you guys describe it the same way as this digital experience economy where we are all humans going through this digital world. And so there's this economy where there are values that are shared, meaning I'm gonna give you my attention, you're gonna give me some kind of entertainment or engagement, right? That's the exchange of the economy. So I feel like you know we, we could probably lay out a nice little roadmap of about five different levels of what it looks like to uh, kind of go through and walk through this digital experience economy. You guys have perfected the five levels. So tell us, tell tell me how did that get started and then we'll unpack it. Yeah, so um, thank you, Michael, for that setup. But so we would say that we have perfected this um, kind of journey of how to create a, an amazing digital experience with the different types of customers that we work with and the different types of content that um, we've seen. We work with folks anywhere from the publishing world, um, we work with folks in the B2B tech world, and we work with folks uh, with retail, and, and they're all creating different types of content, but we've seen the same five trends over and over again, and we've adapted those same, same five um, levels of engaging content is what we call it here. Uh, and we can start off with the first one, um, that is your narrative. So your narrative is the story, the copy, the words, the message, um, kind of the mission of your content and what you're trying um, to get out to your customer or prospect or who's ever reading this piece of content. So once you have, um, and that's, that's the meat and potatoes of your content, right? The rest of the pieces are meant as elements to enhance this consumer journey. 
So after you have the story, um, the second piece of the puzzle is the visual component of it. So the visual framework that kind of shapes the story and the words um, that you're trying to relay. You can do this with a bunch of different ways. Some of them are images, uh, photos, videos, anything that would really catch your viewer's eye and enhance the words. Um, an example that I, I like to chat about is when you're reading like a news article, um, you a lot of the time the news articles have some sort of visual component to it to kind of really help paint the picture in the person's mind. Um, I'm quickly going to share my screen and we're going to walk through an example that um, one of our customers, Getty, uh, created. So, and for those of you that aren't um, watching some of the video, I will try to chat, chat through with what we're seeing. Okay, so Getty, for those of you that don't know, is an image company. They, um, <clears throat> you're able to kind of use their software to get any sort of image that you need for, any, for your content. So when you open this page, the first thing that you see is a really powerful woman, um, with, and, and it says the words grandmother. So what do you see? Grandmother. You keep going through the experience, and there's a ton of other different images that people can click through um, that are kind of loud and in your face, but that really catches your eye. The different types of topics are gender, age, disability, and the more you click into them, the more images you get. Um, so it really helps paint a vision for your story. And then after you take the visual elements, um, the, uh, the next piece of the puzzle is integrations. So there's a ton of tools out there that are meant to really help you create amazing content. You're able to do that with forms, right? So we use forms. Um, we've all filled out forms. There are some days where I probably, I probably filled out 10 to 15 forms a day, and I'm not mad about it because I'm sharing information with companies uh, that I, if, you know, if I find their content relevant, I want them to send me more content that I might find relevant. Um, another favorite one of mine is maps. So integrating a map into your content is a really easy way um, and a really easy tool that helps you visualize your message. Um, and my most favorite one that has been coming up a lot recently is chats. So I use chats all the time. Um, I use chats when I'm exploring a new when I'm exploring a new company, just trying to get more information with them. Um, and there's different ways that you can use chat features as well. So there's ones that are completely um, automated for you. There's ones that you are able to do yourself internally, like with your own company. And there's ways. There's ones that you're just basically leaving a message for the person to get back to you later. Um, you want to make sure that you're choosing integrations that are really going to enhance the customer journey. So play around with these elements. Um, we play around with our forms all the time. Sometimes we do them right on the page. Sometimes we do them halfway through the page. So playing around and seeing what works is really, really helpful and just really great here. Um, the next piece of the puzzle is uh, making sure that your content is interactive. I always talk about how the PDF is dead. Uh, Michael, I'm not sure when the last time you went online, you saw a PDF that really caught your eye and then you printed it up. Well, you know, I, I, I yeah, I hate PDF. And I think the, the reason why I can jump on board with you know, PDF is dead is that 
so many times I'm on my mobile device and a PDF is probably the most unfriendly format for my phone. So I constantly as a, you know, one of the hats that I wear as a web developer is constantly trying to get the client, okay, let's blow that PDF up and make it a interactive experience, you know, through yeah. pictures and words that can automatically you know, reposition themselves depending on the width of the display of the device, whether it's a laptop or a phone. So 100% hands down agree with that. Yes. And you actually touched on a really good point. Um, and it's about mobile, knowing where your audience is consuming your content, but also being prepared for both. You want to make sure that your consumer is having um, a great experience, whether it's desktop or mobile. Um, and so when when the next piece of the puzzle that we're chatting about here is when you're creating interactive content, the definition of interactive is any type of content that requires a consumer to actively engage. So they're not just a passive viewer. Um, I'm going to share my screen one more time so I can talk to you, talk you guys through uh, one of my favorite experiences. So the experience that I'm, and we call content here experiences, it really should be an experience. Um, the experience that I'm going to show you guys now is um, an experience that one of our customers, United Airlines, created when they were launching one of their new airlines. They're able to use our platform to, to launch, to do these product launches really easily, especially in a digital first world now. Um, you want to make sure that your message, your messaging is clear and concise. So they have all these different elements that you're able to click through. So now I'm not just looking at this landing page. If I want to explore something like what's their new dining and bar service, I have to click it and a different image pops up. So it's really a two-way street here. If I want to check out their new beds, I click out the new beds in their lounge. And for those folks that are not viewing this, these beds um, look amazing. So at the end of the experience, I played around. There's different elements I'm constantly clicking through. Um, and then there's always two call to actions to learn more. I recommend having one or two call to actions because that keeps your conversation uh, really going with the person who is engaging with you. Zarina, I have to ask, you know, you're, you're showing these examples and, and they are just tantalizing visually. Oh, great work. Yeah. What I, I guess what I'm trying to, to understand and maybe articulate is in for your platform, is this a an embed code that goes within a client site or is this a, a sub page that they have to redirect? I know we're getting into the weeds, but um, I, you know, I think it's worth kind of diving in here. Sure. So our platform is a blank canvas. It really puts the power into um, the marketers and designers' hands. And we want to make sure you're able to create content that uh, adheres to your brand guidelines. So the output can be two different things. The experiences that I had just shared, the Getty and the United ones, um, both happen to be experiences that are standalone URLs. So there's no embed codes needed. Um, you just tag it with your Google Analytics tab or your marketing automation tag. Um, and those act like they are uh, part of your whole um, website or whatever your platforms you're using, but really it's a standalone experience. And then the other uh, way to use our content is actually an embed code. So very similar uh, through an iPhone, iframe, uh, 
how you would embed like a YouTube video or something like that. The experience is very seamless and it's meant to be really easy. And you as a web developer, um, you don't want to fuss around with this kind of stuff. You just want to make sure that the website looks good, that everything works seamlessly, which is why we give you a tiny snippet of code and you're able to do whatever you want with it. Nice. Now, um, do you, what do you think? I mean, we've talked about these five things. We've talked about the narrative the visual, the integrations, the interactive component. Um, and I think the fifth one that we're going to talk about is immersive. So where do you feel like, what, 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 what's this last anchor point really about? So the last anchor point is actually the most fun one for me. Um, I really enjoy seeing the way that different companies play around with it. Um, I hope no one's on the line listening uh, from Prudential, and I hope they don't get offended by this, but Prudential is uh, viewed as a really, you know, uh, kind of like a serious company. The content that they've created uh, using these different immersive elements has been really incredible and really fun to see, um, and they've seen massive success just adding some elements of fun to their content. So when you're creating immersive content, uh, it's just adding kind of a another layer of depth to, to the experience. So you can do that with animations. Um, you're animating, if it's, you can have something like float across the screen if you want uh, to get another message across. And another one of my favorites is sound. So you can have some, when another person clicks on something, you make like a little boot sound or a beat sound. And, and also just um, bringing in audio, whether it's like music or from videos uh, is, is there to create and enhance the experience. And then another one that I mentioned before also uh, is video. Video, when you're using video to create content or enhance your content, you wanna make sure that it is really short and really sweet, and it's there to really kind of um, help get your message across but isn't your whole message. Serena, what do you, oh, sorry. Um, I, the the one, thing that's, one, one, one thing that's coming to my mind is you know, I saw these examples. How do brands introduce or or allude or or tease this content on social platforms? Um, so when you're creating content, you create all this amazing content, and you're like, okay, uh, here it is, team. And if you don't have the right plan behind it, your content isn't necessarily going to succeed. So I. The, the key uh, helpful tip that I kind of like to remind people is to make sure that you do have some social plan around it, whether it is sharing it on your social platforms where your customers are, but also you want to kind of if, if invest and evaluate if maybe putting some sort of social spend behind it is going to be worth it and seeing how it performs. Experimenting with, with that stuff is, I think, is amazing. Sometimes it's super low cost to see if it's something that's worth investing more. Fantastic. What what do you think are the 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 obstacles that brands are running into when trying to execute these these plans? So this is a common one that I've really heard a lot um, from our sales team is we often get uh, marketers that say you know we want to go around our dev team or we want to go around our creative team. We want to be able to do this ourselves. Unfortunately, and this is what I say to anyone that has ever brought this objection up to me, is 
that's not helpful for anyone. Your <laughs> dev team knows best about the world of dev, and your design team knows best around the world of design. Creating something like the United Airlines experience, I couldn't do that on my own. That's why we worked with an amazing team of creatives that really know the best practices for UX and just customer journey. So my my biggest piece of advice is making sure that you involve the right teams and really work with them versus trying to go around them. Which one of the five levels do you feel like is most often neglected or people just sort of, you know, mail it in, if you will? Um, I would probably say the narrative. The narrative. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time someone will create a piece of content um, and they'll get the story out and it'll do it'll do well. And then they will internalize and say, okay, well, what do we want to do next? And like, well, that worked really well. Let's create um, 10 more pieces of content just like that. Uh, unfortunately, it does not always work that way. I am a huge proponent of quality over quantity. It's better to create like four pieces of really amazing content that your audience can relate to. You get interest from, you, you start building the relationship versus then just create a template and 15 of the same so very similar experiences because the first one worked so well. Gotcha. So if you get, you know, I, I think we've kind of laid out this map of the five levels very well and, and really given the listeners some, some ideas to really think about in, in creating integrations of not just forms, but I, I love what you said about, you know, whether it's maps or timelines or, or chats, I love that. And, you know, I think that the in the immersive uh, stage or level, uh, you know, creating those, you know, animated content or or dynamic clicks with sounds or, or just the little things that make it an experience. I love that. I guess if we're gonna wrap things up, what 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 are some things or or what's a main takeaway that you'd like to leave with uh, the folks that are tuning in today? Yeah, so my main piece of advice is that, okay, we're bombarded with content from the moment we wake up. It's on our phone, it's throughout our workday, it's on the TV, it's basically everywhere we go. Um, transform your ordinary content into a memorable experience. Don't be scared to experiment. Um, failure is okay as long as you learn from your failure and take what you learn and use it for the next piece of content or project that you create. Excellent. All right, uh, Zarina, how can people learn more about Seros? People can learn more about Seros at seros.com, C-E-R-O-S.com. Um, you can learn about our platform. You can We have a whole Inspire portal where you can check out uh, what a lot of our customers are doing. And if you ever want to just chat, feel free to reach out to me at Zarina, B-A-R-I-N-A, at seros.com. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I know I did. Again, my name is Michael Wynn, and I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Zarina, thanks again for being on the show, and uh, best of luck to you in 2021. Thank you so much.